This is AC Primetime Radio. The reinvention of Atlantic City. It's got to be a destination city. This is AC Primetime Radio. A fascist dictatorship. I like people who step outside the Overton window. Mm -hmm. I like people who push the boundaries. Mm -hmm. I like people who are dissidents. I like people who are disreputable and mischievous Mm -hmm. and interesting. This is AC Primetime Radio. With Mel Taylor. And the big stories we are following on acprimetime.com and talking about them on AC Primetime Radio. Well, two bids came in for Bader Field, but are they too small to consider? And Parrot Heads, here comes Jimmy Buffett kicking off a series of amazing concerts and events on the beach here in Atlantic City. Go to acprimetime.com for the official 2016 Summertime Beach Concert and Event Guide. And look above, up in the sky, the AC Air Show roaring into town this Wednesday. Details coming up on that one. And if you need a cheap place to park for all these great events in Atlantic City, we're going to tell you where those hot spots are. Some as cheap as $5 to park all day. Also on AC Primetime Radio, down at the Taj Mahal, there was a game of chicken between the strikers from Local 54 and the management of the Taj Mahal. It's a game of chicken that, well, everybody lost that game. And will Revel open up by the time Miss America gets here? Oh, we love Miss America. Some people don't think it's a good investment. And some great historical stuff going to happen this year for Miss America, the pageant. For the first time ever, something's going to happen that something just never happened before for Miss America. We might even talk to Gary Hill, going back into our archives. Gary Hill is one of the guys behind Missed America. That's correct. A little play on Miss America. We'll play that interview from a few months back. It's acprimetime.com and AC Primetime Radio. My name is Mel Taylor. We are sponsored by Lacey Cleaning, the best in carpet cleaning, construction site cleanups, turnover service. For those who rent out their places, just reach, just reach out to Chad at laceycleaning.com. That's L-A-C-E-Y cleaning.com. Also, we are sponsored by Lopresti Pizza. See them on the beach at the beach concerts. LoprestiPizza.com. AC Primetime Radio, also sponsored by Get Smart Digital, the fastest-growing digital marketing and online advertising company in the Atlantic City and South Jersey region. Visit GetSmartDigital.com. The new alternative media is becoming the dominant media. The, the press, the media, they lie to you every day. And they don't lie to you out of incompetence or even just, like, you know, out of... Because uh, they lie to you out of ideology and malice. They deliberately withhold facts from you. They lie about you every single day. Well, they finally had that auction. Well, it was kind of a sealed bid auction. They came in. Mayor Don Guardian of Atlantic City, at first, a little, little way back, said he doesn't think anybody is going to bid. And at one time, a couple of months back, they were hoping to get $155 million for that piece of property over there on Albany Avenue, right next to Sandcastle Stadium and the skating rink. Two properties that are not a part of the bid or not a part of the sale or the auction. Pretty sure that Stockton uh, will be taking advantage of the Sandcastle 
stadium and the skating rink, and that's good news. But anyway, two bids came in, and at one time, bear in mind a few years back, somebody offered the city of Atlantic City $800 million for that plot of land. Whose fault was it that it didn't get transacted? Who knows? Everybody's pointing the finger to you and me. and Didn't happen. Then I recall, a couple of months back, there was talk that maybe $155 million would be the opening bid for an auction of Bader Airfield. Of course, uh, that airport, that was the the first time somebody in America said, we're going to call that an airport or an airfield. And where'd the name Bader come from? That's right. It was a former mayor of Atlantic City. You didn't know that, did you? So, two bids came in, just two bids, and $50 million. That's it. $50 million. Council President Marty Small says, uh, it's too small. Well, no kidding. But if nobody else offers any more money, you know, us in the financial field, which we're not a part of the financial field, but if you have even a little bit of knowledge about what something is worth, it's all based on what somebody, somebody's willing to pay for that property or that item. So when somebody offers $50 million and nobody else offers anything for Baderfield, technically, Baderfield, as of now, is worth $50 million. That's if it was transacted. That's the way the markets work, my friend. Now, also keep in mind that there are some other benefits. Sometimes if, if you give some, if you give a piece of property to somebody for a, a sweet deal like $50 million for Bader Airfield, but you, you might say, boy, that's kind of cheap. But bear in mind, the moment they own that property, all of a sudden you get rateables. Now you got somebody paying taxes on that property, so that's a good thing. you got to keep that in the got to keep that in mind. And then you also hope when they buy that property where they successfully bid for that property, not only are they paying taxes on that property, but then they might start hiring people, construction jobs, or they build some kind of an industry there, some kind of a some kind of a something that will, you know, boost up employment, make that part of Atlantic City look more attractive, more successful. So, there is some benefit a lot of benefit that even if you sold something for the cheap, there's a lot of other benefits that come along with offering somebody Bader Field at the paltry sum of $50 million. Sometimes that kind of deal works out well. You know, I've been heading down to the boardwalk um, right there in front of Caesars, right next to the playground, and to see the Live Nation people. They're the they're the people that put on these concerts, Live Nation. I've worked with them many, many, uh, for many, many years out of Philadelphia. And to see them construct the stage for the Atlantic City Beach concerts, I'm telling you, you go down there and you watch that happening. You see that going on. You totally forget about all the not-so-pleasant news coming out of Atlantic City. When you're down on that beach in front of Bally's and Caesars, next to the playground, just up a little bit from Margaritaville and Landshark and resorts, and you see that beach, and you see that stage, you just wish we could clone that success, the Bally's Beach Bar. That is like 
That's almost like a perfect cross-section of what Atlantic City should be all throughout Atlantic City. Because Atlantic City's boardwalk has these pockets of greatness, and then it slips a little bit in certain areas, and it goes right back up again. And then when you head down towards the Taj and the Showboat Hotel and Revel, it gets a little, gets a little sad. But if you want to see the photographs I've taken over the past couple of days, go to acprimetime.com. We also have a Facebook page. But we've been taking pictures, watching these guys build this mammoth stage. A lot of vendors, a lot of local vendors like Lopresti Pizza, a lot of favorites. I think Ducktown Tavern, they'll be down there. Plenty of food and drink. So here's the deal. Jimmy Buffett kicking off the concert series on the beach on Saturday, August 13th. And the, well, the gates open at 2 o'clock. There is no readmittance. There's no re, no re-entry. You got that? Go up to the uh, AC Primetime Beach Concert Guide. It's all mobile-friendly. It looks great on your smartphone, on your iPhone, or maybe your Android device. You got off an of iPhone, right? Are you an Apple fanboy? Come on. Come on, over, come on over to the Android side, the Google peeps. Come on now. What's up with you? Anyway, we have all the information there, parking information, maps, scheduling, up-to-date stuff. We're following the hashtags, acbeachconcerts.com. So go to acprimetime.com and and follow the official 2016 Summertime Beach Concert and Event Guide at acprimetime.com. And a lot of great places to park. Now, keep this in mind. The casinos will still be very expensive. They want to make sure they can protect parking for their gamblers. But wait till you see what the CRDA has come up with. They took a lot of the land that they're currently managing and created a lot of cheap parking, as cheap as 5 bucks. You can park for $5 all day during the upcoming beach concerts and special events like Miss America at the Atlantic City Convention Center over there by the Sheraton, okay? Not to be confused with Convention Hall, but $5 parking over there at the Convention Center, about 1000 Parking spots are available. You have to walk a little bit. Maybe you want to grab a jitney or something like that. So you got $5 there. And there's a whole bunch of spots, a whole bunch of surface parking for $10 whenever there's a special event, a concert in Atlantic City. Thank you, CRDA. That's very cool. There's even some pretty sweet deals for parking right along the boardwalk. For example, Trump Plaza, it might be shuttered. And kind of scary looking sitting there in the middle of the boardwalk. But you can park at Trump Plaza for $15 for all the beach concerts. The Claridge, 15 bucks, And the old Atlantic Club, the old Hilton at the other side near Albany Avenue of the boardwalk. That's just 10 bucks to park along the boardwalk. So there you go. You got a $5 parking space up at the convention center. Whole bunch of $10 rates on all these surface lots. Go up to acprimetime.com for a complete list of all the places to park for $5, $10, even along the boardwalk for $15. But keep in mind, the other casinos, they're going to have prices. You, those prices most likely will be in the ballpark of $30, $40, $50. Don't know, but they're really protecting those spots for their gamblers. Don't forget, for all the beach concerts, especially for Jimmy Buffett kicking off the beach concert series here in Atlantic City, Doors to the uh, concerts, they open up at 2 o'clock. 
the opening act, hitting the stage at 4 o'clock, and there is no re-entry. There's a whole bunch of other do's and don'ts, so make sure you read. Go up to acprimetime.com, click on the Beach Concert Guide, and you're going to see a whole bunch of things, a whole list of what you can bring and what you should not bring to make your life, make your day easier. It's going to be hot, it's going to be crowded, but it's still an awful lot of fun, okay? Everything you know, tells you what to bring, what you can bring. You can bring blankets and towels, an empty water bottle, one of those, up to a gallon in size. Um, and you can bring some small beach chairs, umbrellas. So you got to look at the details here. But once the day wears on, they change some of the rules so that, you know, a big giant, a chair won't get in the way. Umbrellas, for, for example. You can't have a big giant umbrella later in the day when the show starts. It makes an awful lot of sense, and it gives you a whole list of things you can't bring, like booze and fireworks or high back chairs or tents or flags or animals or laser pointers and all that kind of stuff, right? So go up to acprimetime.com and click on the Beach Concert Guide for complete details, because if they confiscate those items, they will not be returned, all right? Got a beach map up there, the layout of the uh, concert of the concert layout, the entrances, and all that kind of stuff. And then we also have a, a parking list, a price, parking price map at acprimetime.com. This is AC Primetime Radio. My name is Mel Taylor, and we're brought to you, we are sponsored by Lacey Cleaning, the best in carpet cleaning, construction cleanup. Chaz is the man. Go to LaceyCleaning.com. That's L-A-C-E-Y Cleaning.com. And make sure you grab a slice. Delicious. I think they're going to be doing some funnel cake. They're world famous sausage and peppers and pizza. Lopresti Pizza, a new sponsor of AC Primetime. LoprestiPizza.com. They're on the boardwalk. They're also going to have a great, a great space right there. For all the beach concerts, low presti pizza, and save me a slice, will you, cuz? This is AC Primetime Radio. So down at the Taj Mahal, kind of sad, because even though they've announced they're going to shut down the place, they had to give it like a, something like a, a notice that we're going to shut down. And it's very sad to see the strikers, Local 54, still picketing. They canceled a lot of concerts coming up in the fall, but the concerts like Rod Stewart, still going on. So it does really, you know, you have mixed feelings. You know, you see, you see the Strikers playing Game of Chicken with Carl Icahn of the Taj Mahal and Tony Rodeo. He keeps an eye on things locally for Mr. Icahn. Mr. Rodeo also is the, the big cheese over there at the Tropicana. And they were playing a Game of Chicken. I, you know what? Actually, Bob McDevitt, Local 54, the guy who heads the union, he kind of was playing Game of Chicken. And um, it looks like, well... Everybody lost. The key, casino gets shut down. Not just the strikers, obviously saying, wow, we just lost our job. But, you know, not everybody was striking there at the Taj. Only a portion of the workers there were striking. So this, the workers lose. The building, the business of the Taj Mahal loses. Atlantic City loses. Everybody loses. But maybe, maybe in a couple of months they'll reopen. Maybe they'll cut the place up. Think about that. They might cut the place up. These big casinos are way too big. Why not chop them up a little bit and, and, and kind of like, you know, piece, piecemeal them out? It doesn't have to be one big, giant, big-ass, stupid-looking, idiotic, over-the-top Taj Mahal. 
They can cut that place up. And I don't mean with chainsaws, but, you know, cordon them off. Have multiple businesses in there. Same thing with the Revel. When I go down by Revel, I see, I see the uh, day club, the outdoor nightclub, the outdoor pool area. I, I kind of want to go, why didn't you just open that place up? That could have been a business. You don't have to open up the whole freaking thing. If I was the hotel, maybe the showboat hotel, do they still have the bowling alley in there? Open that damn thing up. People want something to do. And I can't, I got to ask somebody, is that bowling alley still there inside the showboat hotel? Do you know how popular that could be? Yeah, how about that? But anyway, uh, so it was the game of chicken with the Taj Mahal and the Strikers, and everybody loses a very, very sad situation. Uh, that, that Atlantic City is uh, continually right-sizing here, man. Right-sizing. Hate to say that, too. But, you know, right down the boardwalk a little bit. Will Revel open up by the time Miss America gets to town? Glenn Straub says that that's his goal, but he has to have all this stuff in place. I get the feeling they want him to open, but sometimes I get the feeling that maybe they put a couple of speed bumps in front of him. Whatever the case may be, um, if I was the other casinos and the other hotels i would try to figure out ways of slowing that guy down but whatever let's uh hope uh, he can open that because uh we, you know we here at acprimetime.com and ac primetime radio believes that the more competition you have the better because when you have one person or one entity owning too much stuff it's like that whole too big to fail thing kicks in and and i hate to say bring politics into it but I'm not, but somebody will think, hey, you're bringing up politics. But Donald Trump at one time had four casinos. And in hindsight, we can see that's not a good thing to do. We should have had more boutique casinos, smaller ones. But no, we had to say you had to have 500 rooms and have this and this and this. If we would have spread the risk across more owners, across more properties, across more businesses, if somebody fails, it doesn't take down the whole entire economy. You get what I'm saying? That's why it's really important that Atlantic City makes sure they, they, they sell off, they, they, they set out the bid uh, for these properties, give these properties, sell these properties to as, many, to as many different developers as possible. Don't let one person buy so much and sit on it. You got that? Is Garden Pier... And that space between the Revel and the Showboat Hotel, has that deal closed yet with Mr. Bart Blatstein, who also owns the playground? Technically, he doesn't own the playground pier. He owns the, the leases for all the business within. He's like a, like a landlord. I never understood that. But think about that. He does not own the playground pier. He has the rights to control those who are inside those stores. He controls those leases. It's a pretty good business. So when people say he bought the pier, he didn't. He bought the ability to control the leases within that pier. He's a tenant. Mr. Bart Blatstein is a tenant of Caesars. You got that? Thank you. Had to clear that up for you a little bit, didn't I? God bless you, Bart. Let's rock and roll, brother. When you buy something, put some shovels in the ground. Pronto. Because I'm going to be on you like, well, you take, take a while, I guess. And those new parking meters, they've been installed, a whole bunch of them so far. They're the electronic ones. Do you know how many parking meters were broken in Atlantic City over the many, many years? How much money we didn't 
pull in with parking, especially close to the beach, you know, the beach block parking. That's where big money can be made, right? And like, geez, not only were a lot of them broken, but there was a lot of spots that never even had parking meters on them. And of course, anybody that lives in those areas, they do have the ability to not have to feed the meter. They get this special tag or some kind of a sticker. So bear that in mind. But now everything is digital. You come in, you swipe your credit card. Even if you're on the beach and you're like, oh my God, it's going to, looks like my, my meter is going to go bing. It might be ticketable. You can feed that meter right there from your beach chair on the beach by just clicking something like PayPal or something, some kind of online payment. Really smart. In the very first weekend, this new parking meter situation in Atlantic City brought in $15,000. How about that? In the very first weekend, this is a rev share too. That means they, you know, the city of Atlantic City, now they're getting entrepreneurial. They went to an outside company, and they made the investment, and they do a revenue share with the city. They handle everything. It's so smart. Atlantic City finally realizing that, you know, sometimes government really sucks at running businesses. Governments should create a level playing field and let the open marketplace, let the free marketplace have at it. We're moving in that direction. Hey, there is some rumors about who Mr. Glenn Straub of Revel could be courting. We always heard Hard Rock and all that. That'd be kind of nice, right? Could you imagine if Hard Rock took over Revel? That's a big, big ass name. But there is some rumors, total rumor, total rumor, but I'm going to lay it out there just in case. The guy who runs Fantasy Resorts, the timeshares in Atlantic City, I believe he also owns the uh, Palace and the flagship in Atlantic City, and even the La Samana in Brigantine. Is he interested in taking over, you know, a couple hundred rooms at a Revel? That'd be sweet. I think the guy's name is Bruce K. Write that down, see if I'm accurate. But just thought I would share that little rumor with you. Because that's all it is, is a rumor on AC Primetime Radio and acprimetime.com. Hey, got a little ping of an email. Hey there, how are you? Make sure you get on our email newsletter. No spam. Sign up at acprimetime.com, the email newsletter. Unfiltered, all the facts, even the uncomfortable ones, on acprimetime.com. It's AC Primetime Radio. My name is Mel Taylor. How you doing? Hey, some great shows coming up, some featured events here in the Atlantic City region. I love Lady Antebellum. Hmm. Lady Antebellum playing the Borgata on August 14th. They're, uh, the next night, August 15th, another great thing that just makes my heart go pitter-patter. The Atlantic City Armed Forces Parade, really nice on August 15th. The Atlantic City Air Show, August 17th, coming up on Wednesday. The air show is amazing. The day before, they do all the practice runs. That's pretty insane. That's fun to watch. The Atlantic City Air Show, it really is that good. I never really went to it before, but now I, I can't stop talking about how much fun it is to watch these planes, these, these flying things come by. It's absolutely amazing. Coming up on August 26th, Andrew Dice Clay at the uh, Golden Nugget Casino. 
We have Miss America starting to do some stuff. The Summer Clam Bake with Miss America on August 30th. September 1st, the Zach Brown Band on the beach here at Atlantic City. And then on September 3rd, the Florida, oh, what a double bill, Florida Georgia Line and Cole Swindell on September 3rd, Atlantic City Beach Concert. That's always a blast, and a whole bunch of them. Next couple of weeks, it's going to be so much fun to be in Atlantic City. And then September 5th, Blink 182 on the beach here in Atlantic City. September 10th, Miss America, show us your shoes. I'm telling you, that's good, too. I'm a grown man, and I just gush about Miss America, the pageant. September 11th, the 2017 Miss America competition. And yes, for the first time, somebody out in the open... An openly gay contestant will be competing for the crown, the 2017 Miss America competition. Think about that one. I, I, I mean, we could have had other uh, gay contestants that we never knew about, but this is the first openly gay contestant coming up for the 2017 Miss America competition. How about that, right? So, uh, so please, any of you inside America, any, any of you inside City Hall, Atlantic City City Hall, that says, I don't think that the CRDA investment for Miss America and Dick Clark production is good. Don't say that. Because you just get me fired up. I don't have to make fun of you. And talk about you and write about you. And to uh, prove you wrong. Because we believe that the investments in beach concerts and security and lights and paved streets and the tourism district and a clean city and Miss America and Dick Clark Productions, that's the investment that Atlantic City needs to bring new booties down here for them to see the all-new Atlantic City as, as it's being reinvented. You got that? Thank you very much. It's AC Primetime Radio and acprimetime.com. My name is Mel Taylor, and I went to my very first one last year. Never thought I would go. You're not going to get me to go there. No way. I am not going to sit there and watch grown men wearing dresses. Not going to do it. I'm going to be in the middle of a whole bunch of gay dudes. That's what I was thinking. Somebody goes, you got to go. You got to go to Missed America, a little play on Miss America. I go, all right, I'll just go and I'll pop my head in, check it out. I'm, I'm in line. I go, well, where's all the gay dudes? Like, it's all heterosexuals going to this show. So I go in there, I'm like, Christ, man, it looks like everybody's here, man. What, I, what have I been missing? Missed America pageant on September 24th at the Borgata. It'll be my second one. This thing is hilarious. When that curtain went up and the music started and Carson Kressley was the host, it was hilarious. This is such a hoot. And uh, Gary Hill is uh, just one of the guys behind this Miss America. Him and his... Uh, I guess his husband or his wife. I asked him that in an interview. Are you the husband or are you the wife? Uh, they're the people that uh, created this Missed America pageant as a, as a lark many years ago here in Atlantic City at a nightclub just to kind of you know, create a crowd. Let's go back into the archives, the AC Primetime archives, when I interviewed Gary Hill 
from the Missed America pageant. So Gary Hill and your your husband, yes. John Schultz, yes. explain exactly who John is, how you guys sure. got together. Oh. So we always hear this, the Schultz Hill Foundation. Right. I want to kind of set the table here. Okay. Well, as you said, or we mentioned, John Schultz was born in Atlantic City, born and raised, and he's a self-made man, businessman. Um, I come from Reading, Pennsylvania. I was a teacher for 14 years. And What, uh, were, you, what were you teaching? I taught elementary school. Yeah, I love I loved little kids, still do. And so I traveled to the Jersey Shore after school with some teacher friends of mine and um, on vacation and one night I went to uh, a nightclub and I met John you're right the guy was pushing the broom thought he was the janitor <laughs> you're absolutely right he was building and maybe some of your listeners remember a great balcony bar which was for, was a kind of a neat hangout place it was one of the first uh, raised above the dance floor was a raised uh, nightclub area and so he was building that and so we um, kind of uh, Got to know each other a little bit, and we spent the summer together, and then uh, we decided to continue our relationship and kind of do some traveling, and um, I eventually gave up my teaching position and moved to South Jersey to help run the nightclub business, so I was involved with marketing and public relations and the press. It was incredibly vibrant back then, oh. and it was not just, it was not inside the casinos. No, that is exactly correct, and one of the biggest um, pluses was that our club was known as the Entertainment. Entertainers, Entertainers Club, because um, we had We're all the, about uh, Studio Six. Studio Six, right? There was another club downstairs called the Brass Rail, which was never closed, twenty-four hours open, seven days a week, and it was more of a, a kind of a, a hangout kind of bar tavern, pool table, you know, jukeboxes, a lot of great local people there. But the club itself became really very popular. Uh, we had everybody in the world just be there to entertain and great parties, great events. And it was really dead well, in particularly in the later hours of the night after the casinos would close, because you're right, there was no nightclubs. This was pre the uh, nightclub era of, um, in, in the casinos that we have now. And so we started attracting, we would get the best DJ in town, the best parties, the best entertainers, and so what we would do is try to um, really uh, reach everybody, and we had more and more people, not just uh, gay people, but a lot of straight people come out and just hang out, they'd love the music, they love the DJ scene, what was you know, happening. You got, you got all the ladies, all the girls. We did wanted, get the what, hot girls, yes. You wanted, you wanted to, they knew good dancing. Yeah, and then they, they knew would, good music, yeah. They would pull in guys like us, us heterosexuals, yeah, that's right. because we wanted to follow the ladies, that's no matter right. where they lured us, we thought we would follow them anywhere, never Never did we understand that, that there was a were, gay club. <laughs> but when you walk in, at first, when I walked into a place like, uh, uh, the place that was in resorts, uh, yes. what was that called? Uh, Prohibition. I'm not sure if it was called that at that Prohibition. time, but there, it was gay-focused. And I walked in, and I go, oh, there's two dudes dancing. But yeah. I wasn't focusing on that. I just knew that I was with some girl that wanted uh, yeah. to be there. Exactly. And, and after the first 60 seconds... It you do a, you do forget about yeah, it. Yeah, of course you do. You know, especially when you're looking at the hot girls, right? That's right. And yeah. having a few drinks. And I got to tell you, I am a very pro gay man. I want to have. I want to see more. Appreciate it. Well, there's two reasons. Number one, I believe that everybody should be uh, very tolerant and getting along. But I also want to reduce the amount of competition for me going after those pretty <laughs> girls. When I see a good-looking guy and he's muscle-bound and he's yeah. charming, yeah. I'm like, I hope he's gay. Right. Well, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you not. You, you know. But I tell you a funny story. We did a Euro when we. 
had when we grew and went to Club True, which was on the other side of MLK, a major nightclub, and that was mostly straight at that time, uh, with a gay influence, but not that much. We used to have something called Europa Night, Europe Night, which was the first, we were the first club to bring in all the great Europeans that came to work in Atlantic City, South Jersey, and would be on a Tuesday night, which was usually the worst night in the club business. So I started a Europe Night, and we bring in European DJs and drinks and, and specialty acts. And every single hot uh, European young lady would come because it was great European music. And then we had all these guys absolutely just follow them. And one of, one of, our, one of our strongest nights in the summertime was our Europe Night. So why does Atlantic City have a big vacuum in regards to no gay clubs, the ones that you and, and John were a part of back in the day? Right. Well, you know, things have changed a lot. And one of the reasons we decided at that time we when we retired was we thought that that would continue to a certain point. But right now, I think part of it is that, you know, you, uh, gay people, straight people, they can go out, hang out, have a good time. It doesn't necessarily mean they need to go to a gay club or a straight club. They can go and have a good time, party together, dance together, do shows together. Um, and, of course, you know, with the Internet, things have changed as well. You don't have to meet somebody, social uh, media and, um, and the Internet. You can get together over a drink, over dinner, you know, and, and you know, meet other places other than a gay bar, which, of course, back then in the 70s and the 80s you needed to do. We're talking to Gary Hill, and this is WPG Talk Radio 1450, the Mel Taylor Show. Jump ahead. Well, it kind of it's connected to Studio Six because that's the birthplace of Mist America. Uh -huh. That's where you kind of said, "Let's goof around a little bit," yeah. never knowing that many, many years later, right. you wouldn't just be doing Mist America, your little play on Miss America using trans. How do we describe this? Uh, Cross-dressing. Guys, guys, are, you know, female impersonators is the best word. They take that very seriously. Very and serious. I think I told you on the phone that somebody said, let's go to Mist America. I go, I can't, nah, you know. But when I got there and when I walked into the Borgata, the, the music box, I yeah. believe, right? And I say, go, well, where's all the gay people? Right. Because I, I think it was a majority of heterosexuals. And you're absolutely correct, Mel. Absolutely. And we're very pleased we did in one of our most successful sold-out years at Mr. America this year. We raised a number of monies for charity, regional charities, as well as Philadelphia charities. And um, it was a great, great show. And Brigada was a great host. We had been, as you mentioned, in the, in the, in the beginning stages uh, over 26 years ago at Studio 6 on the outside deck. You cannot get a ticket. You cannot get a place. We had people all on the roof, literally, for the staging area and lighting, and we raised over $250,000 at that time when it was at studio for the South Jersey AIDS Alliance, and everybody volunteered their time, from the waiters to the performers, and of course all the ticket prices, uh, the tickets, excuse me, and whatever we raised for the event went directly to the AIDS Alliance. Uh, this year at Brigada, we did sell out the music box, and we're Absolutely glad to have them as our partner, and they will we'll be back next year in September, September 24th. And they've moved us from the Music Box to the gigantic Event Center, and that is really going to be exciting. We're going to have an extra long runway, VIP area, some special guests coming in. It really has become a mainstream event now. Absolutely, no question. In fact, if you look at Atlantic City, um, a lot of the Atlantic City guides of what to do throughout the year in Atlantic City, and of course in September you have the great Labor Day weekend, you have Miss America, and at the very end of September we are now listed as an event to do in Atlantic City, the Miss America pageant. When I sat there and I saw 
the curtains open and the very first note of the band, I go, wow, this is not just a sort of a, a high school play. No. And when I saw Carson Kressley come no. out wearing a papal <laughs> robe saying, does my ass look big? Right. That guy was funny. Yeah. The music was great. It was absolutely a New York Broadway production. Yeah, many, many people said that. It's interesting. And, you know, our music was livest with a Melanie Rice uh, orchestra, which she does many, many events here. She's a local entertainer and songstress. She did a great job. And you're right, we have, we're very lucky to have uh, Carson Kressley, who is well-known um, in, in all kinds of circles. He was just on Dancing with the Stars and so forth. And he was our host. This was his third or fourth year, I believe. He's very, very funny. He's really funny. And he, he's off the cuff. And he is. Is, right? And, of course, the way you were indicating about the Pope's outfit, it was just because it was kind of a little bit of a play on the Pope's visit in Philadelphia. It was very timely, right. and I had... In taste, in taste. But he was, taste. as he was going off stage, I could have swore somebody was uh, handing him a few to knock back. Maybe. But it, it loosened... He, I don't think he needed to be loosened up, but I was thoroughly impressed at how entertaining it was. And um, those 13 finalists, I mm -hmm. guess, they took those. They took that pageant very, very seriously. And they were from all over the East Coast. We had Contestants from Washington, Virginia, New York, of course, New Jersey, all the way down to uh, Orlando, Florida, and um, they did. They they bring all their dance. They pay for everything themselves. Nothing is given to them except a room. Uh, in fact, we were hosted this year by Tropicana, and next year, of course, the room situation sponsorships will be totally up for God. But Tropicana was one of our big sponsors as well, and so well, they come in with their dancers, with their wardrobes, with their makeup people. They ha they incur all of those costs. They don't get anything other than a room for the night or two nights or whatever it is and it's written and directed uh, by somebody outstanding who does a lot of work in LA and in Philadelphia his name is Mr. Mark Dow and this this pageant again is a spoof it's for fun it's not supposed to be serious but yet it's a great professional show with special guests with special hosts, and of course with a special audience. We're talking to Gary Hill, and this is the Mel Taylor Show, WPG, Talk Radio 1450. Gary Hill is here, a long list of credentials, and your business card is, well, you got to carry three business cards just to get everything in, but I don't want to forget about your work with the MBCA, the Atlantic City Metropolitan Business and Citizens Association. Mm -hmm. I attended for the very first time, now that I live here full-time in Ventnor, and we Pay tribute to Pinky, didn't Pinky we? Kravitz. We honored him this year on our 25th silver anniversary, correct? Yep. It was in uh, November and was at Caesars Casino Hotel. And it was an organization that was started over 25 years ago directly because um, there was business community in the Midtown area of Atlantic City that felt they needed some extra representation and wanted to have a voice in things that were going to be done uh, or try to be done to make things better in the Midtown area. It grew and grew that we had to change the name from Midtown to Metropolitan. And that means everybody. So we included all kinds of small business large business, residents, and nonprofits, which makes our organization strong as a community and as a civic business organization. It's a fundraising organization, and besides that... Um well, it's also a networking and business outlet. So we have five to six events a year, um, and they're very highly attended for networking reasons, from some good, some good information um, coming up in January. January 13th, we have the State of the City with our mayor, whoever the mayor is. It happens to be Mayor Don Guardian, and he will give what's happening for the 
future. And so obviously there's so much happening in our area. It's going to be a great one. It's going to be the new Harris Convention Center this year uh, on January 13th. Wow. Back in 2007, you were joined in civil union. Mm. Is that, and of course, you, I, yes. the guy coming in in a few minutes is the guy that married you. Oh, really? Do you know who that is? Do you remember? Sure, I know. Our, the Mayor, Mayor McCullough. I, when I looked at that, I go, my Mayor McCullough? That? Yeah, no. And now great he, friend, great guy. Yeah, and he was so, when he told me that on the phone uh, maybe a few hours ago, I go, what a small world. Now, is this the civil union, or yeah, are you no, officially married? I don't get that. Well, I don't understand. That, Mayor McCullough did the official civil union for the state of New Jersey, correct, in our home, and we really appreciated that Sonny did that. He's always been a man of intense integrity and community awareness and very empathetic, and he, he just brings a whole lot of um, knowledge to our community, and I just admire him as a mayor, and mostly, and as a friend and we were honored to have him officiate officially our civil union because we were not allowed to get married in New Jersey uh, gay gay men or gay women so uh, eventually when uh, things are changed in the United States uh, one of our neighboring states who we have lots of friends in in Manhattan in New York we went to New York and got officially married in Manhattan so where is New Jersey in regards to gay marriage well now it's you're, you're allowed to marry everywhere in the United States so, so it's, it's, okay. no, it's, it's a federal it's a federal yes the states the Supreme Supreme Court has has issued that uh, just some last of June. us are absolutely still okay. confused by no all that. So that's it's okay. kind of like I want to. I never have a chance to no. talk to a. No. I can ask you almost any question. That's fine. Sure. No. But um, New Jersey was one of I'd say the first maybe fifteen states. Uh, New York was a little bit ahead of them, not much. And um, after New York, literally about a month later, uh, the state of New Jersey then had gay marriage uh, uh, rights here in in New Jersey. And then when the Supreme Court met last year. Of course, uh, the decision was to grant uh, federal benefits and the rights for anybody to marry if they choose to. And so you can do that anywhere in the United States of America. So when I describe John or describe you mm -hmm. to John or from, I'm talking right. to John, do I say husband, <laughs> husband? So I have to be I, I have to be just right up front. It's like, okay, I never well, get I'm to old. ask it. I'm old, so I keep, I keep saying partner. I, say, I keep saying partner because we've been partners. But you're two husbands. Are you two husbands? We are two husbands. Yes, okay. Correct. You're absolutely right. And what's yeah. the one thing that heterosexual guys, especially the ones that are uptight, I've, I've loosened up right. because I have uh, was employed by incredibly hardcore uh, gay guys uh, back in Philadelphia, uh, guys from the Black Banana in Philadelphia who who gave me so much opportunity, but Great. they were, um, I found out that they were incredibly bright, they had some money, and they really encouraged me mm -hmm. to be creative. Mm. That being said, what's the one thing, the most common thing, the misperception of a right. heterosexual guy when they might come in contact, <laughs> what are they? fearful of what are they fearful of i think they're fearful of being attacked right away for um uh, you know their their heterosexuality and and maybe thinking that the, the homosexual person in the room or in the bar wants to change them well obviously <laughs> yeah. you're not going to be changed especially a guy is not going to get changed or a girl's not going to get changed you, that's the well, number that's the number one the fear. number one here they, they're going to change it but hey you know you can't be changed unless you want to change a little bit but you're not going to be changed and that's the way it is you know god god doesn't make that many mistakes I believe. And, um, you know, it's good. Everything's fine, you know. And we have, with a lot of our community support, you know, and you mentioned this even at Missed America, 90% of our community support is from our friends in the heterosexual community. And that's fantastic. And we're talking to Gary Hill. What a great conversation. I mean, I never get a chance to ask any question. Gary Hill, it's the Mel Taylor Show, WPG Talk Radio 1450. We'll be back in just a few moments. Neurologist Dan Zaro.
It's WPG Talk Radio 1450, The Mel Taylor Show, every Friday afternoon from 3 until 6. Got a question? Talk to Gary Hill about anything. Yes, you could ask a question as a heterosexual male. We'd never have the opportunity to ask a gay gentleman who will answer any question. Is that correct, Gary Hill? I think so, yes. You you would never be embarrassed about any question? No, of course not. I'm too old. You've heard them all. I've heard them all. And that's 609-407-1450. That's 609-407-1450. And so we were talking in the Mm -hmm. break that uh, after 30 years, AIDS is no longer a death sentence. It's a horrible thing. But people don't automatically think of it as a, I'm going to die. Look at Magic Johnson. Look at Charlie Sheen. Just Charlie Sheen just came out with that. So awareness was raised. Right. Well, I think uh, a lot of research Tons and tons of money uh, came in to do some research in the medical fields, and you know they now have the cocktail, which is a mixture of different medications, different drugs that will slow down the virus. You can never really get rid of the virus, um, and that's unfortunate. But you can now, of course, it's not a death sentence, as you, as you suggested. Explain but, what is HIV and what is AIDS, and well, how they are together well, and separate. Right. Well, HIV is really the, the disease that you get, and people call it AIDS, and it's really going and attacks your immune uh, system inside the body. So you pick up other things. A lot of people were, were um, passing away because of pneumonia and, and some other you know, things that they pick up because their immune system could not fight it anymore because the HIV virus directly attacked that system. So, you know, things have changed quite a bit. And, you know, one thing that really still concerns me and concerns a lot of us older uh, gay people is education. We, the youth of today are not quite, they don't, they don't remember losing a lot of friends or family members. And they just think it's something that is, you know, a, a different sexual, maybe transmitted disease or that it can be easily solved and there's no repercussions for unsafe sex. You definitely have to have safe sex. And uh, if you're straight or you're gay, it doesn't matter. You need safe sex. Maybe the uh, movie Philadelphia with Tom Hanks and Denzel mm-hmm. Washington, that was a seminal moment where yeah. people started to go, maybe I don't need to be so afraid. Exactly correct. You're very good. That's a great media um, uh, kind of a perception, and you're absolutely right. And thank goodness they're not people aren't afraid. But, you know, the youth of the today need to still do some research and still need to be very serious about how they interact with people and, and what they do. But we're moving forward, and it's great to have a positive feeling and a positive, um, you know, move, movement, which most, is great. Most of the pushback, most of the fear has subsided somewhat? Absolutely, I believe so, yes. And it's gone away, of course, in the beginning, they even called it the gay disease. And, of course, it wasn't just the gay disease. It now, of course, is now affecting, in fact, the last 20-some years, mostly um, minority um individuals in particular women and so there are still there's support groups there's education on why are those groups affected and how can they prevent hiv so we're talking about the south jersey aids alliance how can people help out can they donate sure. what are the options there's a lot of different things you know we just raised thirty thousand dollars for programs and education on december 1st uh at, at resorts uh they honor john schultz a founding member but we raised the money to help continue the work of um, support groups and counseling and education and free testing, which you can never get free testing 30 years ago. How did it come about where you guys were basically taking responsibility for the HIV testing van? Well, and why why did you have to do that? You had to do it because nobody else would do that. I mean, it, it was very, you know, it was just a scary time. So for us to be able to... Pr- 
excuse me, that we're able to present a safe way and a secure way with some privacy and, and all those issues you want to deal with when you're not feeling well, you could do the testing and through the van. And now the South Jersey AIDS Alliance today is still on Gordon's Alley. They have other satellite offices throughout the county. Great volunteers. You can volunteer. You can donate. They have a food bank. They have counseling sessions. And um, it's a great organization to take a look at. You are very smartly taking advantage of other vehicles to raise awareness and to collect funds and get right. donations by putting on shows at Dante Hall, by doing Missed America. That is very strategic because if you're just saying, hey, can you donate to our AIDS no, Alliance, that's no, no, good. Right. But by doing these other things, having these shows, mm -hmm. you're getting in the you're, you're basically sure. promoters now. Sure, and we're very happy. You know, the Missed America is in collaboration with the GLBTA, the Gay, Lesbian, Bisexual, Transgender Association. That's a big word for GLBTA. It's a national, we, are, we have a, an Atlantic City branch or South Jersey branch locally. It's, it's um, headed by uh, somebody that might have been on your show, the president, Mr. Richard Helfon. And um, so he's the president. I often uh, admire the work he does. He's built the membership up. We, we have wonderful, straight alliance friends with us. Um, and I'm happy to be on the board as well this uh, the last two years. So we have given the Mr. America owners, which was John and myself, we've given that to the GLBTA to use as a piece to raise money, to raise awareness, to raise education for not just um, the GLBTA, BTA, but also for the community in general. So we're using the Missed America pageant as a vehicle to get their word out about their organization. So correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys are no longer a small little minority. I get the sense you are incredibly influential. People need to give you a seat at the table. When I took a look at your program for Missed America, not only did you have a competing casino taking out a full-page ad, but you had law firms. You have broken through that kind a niche right. thing. Oh, we have amazing community support here in our in our local community, and that has you know that's a lot of it's because we are in Atlantic City. And Atlantic City, a little bit different than maybe some other parts of uh, New Jersey. You know, it, it's we had there's a, we do a lot of work with the law firms, with the casinos. We do business events. We host uh, charity events at other properties and other vehicles. We we have friends you know that own restaurants and so forth. So I think that communication and that business awareness. Help, they want to help support us, you know, from tomatoes down in Margate to resorts here in Atlantic City. Is there a big gay community in Atlantic City? And then compare that to South Jersey and Philadelphia. Do we have the stuff, the magnet to bring uh, LGBT mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. the Atlantic City region? I, I don't think it's as strong as it used to be because I think a lot of those people moved on when the economy was shifting. And a lot of the GLBT people were bartenders and casino workers. So we had four casinos that closed and not just for them but a lot of other people they went to other locations for employment uh, philadelphia continues to be a great glbta center um we're very involved in some of the charities up there we have a lot of friends in that community they've been very supportive of the missed america pageant and we continue to work with the the glbt community in philadelphia here locally i do think that um Atlantic City has such great entertainment, such great properties. It has such a positive future, no matter what happens, that we will always, together as a community, support Atlantic City, its mission, and its progress. 
In the last few minutes, Gary Hill on WPG Talk Radio 1450. If you got a question for Gary at 609, just dial 609-407-1450 or just listen intently right there by your radio. Keep your both hands on the wheel of your car. My name is Mel Taylor, and as we close the uh, final moments here, I wanted just to go right back to Missed America a little bit mm-hmm. because I know that you're recording everything, and you have a archive of all the footage that I'm assuming from 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 day one. From yeah. day one, I'm a big fan that maybe one day people could donate twenty five dollars to watch mm-hmm. it online. Maybe yeah. we see it on HBO. Maybe right. there's a bunch of semifinalists all around the country. Then they come to Atlantic City for the big finals. I'm assuming you guys toy with those ideas. I think you must have read some of our notes because it's exactly correct. And we're we're talking now to people for streaming streaming purposes and um, archival purposes and uh, because this has gotten a manging a lot of press not just here nationally but also very honestly internationally from London and into uh, Athens, Greece is anybody, is anybody doing uh, something like Missed America anywhere else or are well, they stealing your idea? They tried to steal it, there were a couple people but we own the federal trademark for Missed America and you kind of made up a little bit with the folks from Missed oh, America, Sam Haskell sure, Miss America is our partner we need, but not our partner, but we need them because there would not be a Missed America unless Miss America was originally here. And the I the name Missed America M I S S D apostrophe D. If you missed Miss America, you can come and see another show. Maybe not the same type of ladies, but you can have a good time. You can relax. You can raise some money for charity. So if you missed having a good time with Miss America, come back and see us, and we'll give you a different show. But in the beginning, there was there was a little tension. Oh, there was tension. Of course there was, absolutely. And eventually, though, things change. In fact, Miss uh, Miss America, Kate Schindel, Broadway star now, uh, when she gave up her crown, she came back to the club to do a number in promoting Miss America for us. But there was never any uh, co- <clears throat> copyright infringement. No, not at all. Not at all. It was directly, in fact, we had... Um, worked with Miss America to make sure that we did not interfere with what they were doing. And so we do have the, the federal trademark for Miss America, just like Miss America has theirs. You cannot trademark America, obviously, but you can trademark what's before it or what's after it, and then what does it entail, which is what we have done. There is now 16 under your belt right now of yeah. Missed America? No, no, there's more than that. There's about 20, 25, 26 and every year, it kept on getting bigger, better, more fine-tuned. We, we took about a four-year hiatus when we sold the club, and we were looking for a home for Mr. America. It ended up at it ended up at the Great Boardwalk Hall in Atlantic City for three years, and then we moved it to various casino properties who bid for that. And you mentioned a date for 2016. Yeah, it's going to be Saturday, the 24th, at Brigada Event Center, eight o'clock show, and then and what, a great after party. That's what. What's that date again, please? Saturday, September 24th, at Brigada. 8 p.m. And when can people buy tickets? Because this thing could sell out fast. Yeah, well, yeah probably by the first of the year. Um, they're getting all their stuff together. So around, around, I'd say, yeah, the first of the year, 15th of January, tickets will probably go on sale. Well, Gary Hill, this hour went by so fast. And thank you for talking about serious things like the South Jersey uh, AIDS Alliance and the LGBT. Right. It's a little mixed up because in I some know. towns... It they, doesn't matter, yeah. I know. They moved around. The <laughs> they put the women first. That's fine. That's but great. We all thank you for all the great work that you well, have done. You. And sometimes we need guys like you who are independent citizens to get stuff done because sometimes politics gets a little bulky. Uh, right. You think so? It's That's little, great. I it's agree. a little clunky. And where could people reach out to you to learn more about you and maybe provide some support, financial or manpower? Well, probably the best would be go to the SchultzHillFoundation.org or SchultzHill.org and um, we'll, contact, we'll get contacted from there. Well, Gary. Great. Thanks, Mel, for everything. 
Great. And uh, we will talk to you soon on WPG Talk Radio 1450. Sun, fun, news and info from Atlantic City. This is AC Primetime Radio with Mel Taylor. Find us online at acprimetime.com.